But he said, with every temptation, I will make a way of escape so you can bear it. And so sometimes you might find that escape by lifting your hands and just praising God anyway. You'll find it in the prayer room, on the floor. You'll find it in your car crying out to the Lord. But God's going to make a way that you can bear it. He'll send you somebody. He'll give you somebody to pray, somebody to speak a word of faith. He'll give you somebody to encourage you. It might get tough. It might get hard. He said, though I walk in the midst of trouble. He didn't say you wouldn't walk in the midst of trouble. He said, but you're going to revive me. The only way I quit in the middle is if I faint, but God's going to keep me revived, keep me going, keep me walking. He said, because you've got to come out the other side. God's good. Give him a hand, clap of praise in this house. Thank you, choir. Good, good job today. New song. It'd take a couple of times for him to catch on to that one. That's a good one. It won't work. It won't work. It won't work. <laughs> it, won't, it just won't work. I imagine, I like to use my imagination and just think about that old enemy and his little soldiers coming back. And every report says the same. It won't work. <laughs> Did you try this? Yeah, it won't work. What about that? It won't work. How come it don't work? Because God's on their side. And if God's with them, and if God be for them, who can be against them? He's sending us out to lose every time. Praise God. Oh, I need glasses. I just looked down and realized I couldn't see what that said. I'm thankful for God calling me into this this wonderful truth and into this wonderful life. Acts chapter 9. I'm going to read the first 18 verses. I know that's a lot, but I'll read quick. I tried to break it in pieces, and but I felt like, well, let's just get the whole context, and then we'll, we'll move on quickly after that. Acts 9, verses 1 through 18. I want to say thank you again for being in the house of the Lord. You could be anywhere today that you wanted to be, but you chose to come and worship the Lord. And, and whether you realize it or not, you're inspiring somebody in this place today. Those of you that we know are going through trials and tests, it's a great testimony and, and a very encouraging uh, uplift to our faith to see you come in and praise God. Because you could just be at home giving up, but instead... Serving the Lord, praising God, believing Him. Acts chapter 9, verse 1 through 18. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. Saul was bad. Saul was bad. He was bad to the church. He went to the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man, and Saul arose from the earth. When his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. The Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. And hath seen a vision, in a vision, a man named Ananias coming in, putting his hands on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to thy saints at Jerusalem. 
And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith. And if he received sight, you can rest assured he received the Holy Ghost, because that's what God promised. And he arose and was baptized. I want to preach for a little, just a little bit on this, the vessel of the Lord. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you for your presence that we feel, for the encouragement, for your promises that are in this house. Lord, I thank you for that new birth, for being water baptized in your name and filled with your spirit, speaking in other tongues. Lord, today bless and help me to preach to your people to feed the flock. Lord, let us be blessed, changed, and made better so we can be ready to meet you when you come again. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise and a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful? Hallelujah. You can be seated. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. The vessel of the Lord. There's one absolute true statement for every single child of God. This statement has to be true. That you would say of yourself, I am not the person that I used to be. There will be a visible change in you, not just uh, not your appearance. It's not all going to sudden make you lose 10 pounds or gain 10 pounds. But your countenance will change. Your actions will change. The way you talk will change, the way you think. And so you'll be led of the Lord. So definitely you're going to be walking in a new path. The Bible says it is actually walking in newness of life. It will be obvious that you are not the same individual that you were before. That's why Paul could say in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And so the statement that he made there is absolutely true of those of us uh, that are here, those of us that are yet to be here, you know, there's some not here yet. God's got some vessels that they're not here yet. Those vessels, uh, those who are will be vessels of the Lord, this statement is absolutely true. If any man is in Christ, he will be a new creature. And it is amazing to me and never ceases to just leave me at all the people that God will call and who he will call and where he will find them. In 1 Samuel 2 and 8, uh, it says that he raiseth up the poor out of the dust, and he lifts up the beggar from the dung hill. You know what a dung hill is? To set them among princes. You would think if you took something out of the dust and out of the waste that you would just throw it in the trash. He said, I'm going to set them among princes and make them to inherit the thrones of glory. Paul said to the church in 1 Corinthians 6 and verses 9 through 11, in verses 9 and 10, he gives a quite extensive list of, of sins and things that will keep us out of the kingdom of God. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves with mankind. Thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you are washed, but you are sanctified. I didn't know they was going to sing that today, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Let me tell you, when God chooses a vessel, there ain't no telling where he'll choose it from. 
Ain't no telling where he'll find it. But when he gets done with it, all the things that it used to be aren't there anymore. You are washed, you are sanctified, and you are justified in the name of the Lord and by the Spirit of our God. Let me tell you, once you get the name of Jesus on your life... Once you get filled with his spirit, honey, you won't be the same that you used to be. You might not feel worthy of that honor. He didn't ask you if you wanted to feel worthy. He said, I'll take you from where you are. I'll take you out of the dust and I'll take you out of the garbage and I'll make something out of you that can be useful for the kingdom of God. There's too many people just giving up saying, still, I, I can't believe we're still in this kind of state that people believe, well, you don't know all I've done, how bad I was. I'm too bad for the kingdom. I'm too bad for Jesus to save. There ain't nobody too bad for Jesus to save. You ain't done something so wrong that God don't love you. You hadn't done anything that will repel the blood of Jesus from washing away every sin. Come on, somebody. We need people to have some hope today that something better is coming their way. People are getting used up as vessels for the world all the time. It's time that somebody realized that God's trying to choose some vessels for the Lord. He wants somebody to bear his name. I'm thankful today that God can find them anywhere. He said he, he didn't say he went looking in the palaces to find him. He said, I got him out, he, out of the dust, begging, sitting in the dust, poor, broke, down, disgusted, without hope. And I found him and picked him up. I, I found him in the field. You know, in the, in the Old Testament, they used to make food with dung. Whew. One time there was a famine and they were selling it for people to... Eat. That's how bad it got. He said, I I took them out of a place because people ain't just going to go sit in a dung hill. But he said, these are people that are looking to fill themselves with anything. They're starving. They're in spiritual famine. They're trying to find anything they can to survive, and it ain't working. But if they would just come to me, he said, I'll find them in the dust, and I'll find them at the dung hill. I'll find them trying to create an answer. But if they will just come to me, I can make all things new. One day that scripture will be more than a hype scripture. But the church of the living God will embrace it. Listen, when Paul wrote it, he wrote that to the church as a reminder. Because he knows you're going to be tormented in the, in the rooms of your mind and in your heart. That the enemy, that accuser of the brethren is going to always be reminding you of what you did wrong. How many times you did it wrong. He's going to try to convince you that you still feel the way you used to feel. But let me tell you, when you can stand up and look at him say, No! Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That is my past. That is my history. But that's not who I am anymore. I am a vessel of the Most High God. I am a vessel of the Lord. I am washed in his name and filled with his spirit. And I am not that person anymore. I am now a vessel of the Lord. The reason Paul has to remind the church is the same reason that the preachers have to get up and remind us from time to time. Because we know and understand that you're going to fight and it ain't a a physical fight. It's in your mind, it's in your heart, and it's in your spirit. Sometimes things from your past will just pop up. You'll have a dream and wake up and be like, what in the world was I dreaming? How was I dreaming that? You, you repenting over dreams. Because the enemy is going to try every way he can to convince you that, hey, you're just climbing a slippery slope. You're never going to make it all the way home. You'll never cross that finish line. You'll never hear him say, well done. But you need to grab this scripture and say, nope, 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 nope. It won't work. It won't work. It won't work. Because if any man, and that means me, 
I might have been a liar. I might have been a thief. I might have been a drunk or a drug addict. Come on, I might have been mean and hateful and bitter and spiteful. I might have been a murderer. But let me tell you, if any man... If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And you know what? I used to drink, but that passed away. And I used to smoke, but that passed away. And I used to shoot up, but that passed away. And yeah, I was a liar. And I was a thief and a fighter. And I was mean, but all that passed away. And we buried it in the water. And the blood of Jesus washed me whiter than snow. And now I am a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things are made new. That's right. Can you just pat yourself and say, even me? Yeah, even you. I can say even me. Uh, I'm so far away from that life now. There's been so much distance put between me and my past now. I can't even hardly remember some of that stuff anymore. Thank God. But you would, if we could turn back time and thank God, we can't. But if you could see uh, your pastor in his heyday, you'd be thinking, my goodness, I can't believe that's the man that I sit and listen to preach week to week. There, was, there is no resemblance between that man that was buried and this one that was resurrected. Oh, oh, oh no. All that passed away. It was buried. It was covered. It was, it was gone. And, and let me tell you, I, I don't miss him at all. I don't miss who he was. I don't miss what he did. I don't miss the way he made me feel. I don't miss the fear and the torment I had because I knew. I knew about the Lord and I knew he was coming back. And I don't miss going to bed at night thinking, Jesus, please don't come back tonight because I know I won't go. I don't miss them days. But boy, I love laying down my head at night in peace because I know that if he comes, now I lay me down to sleep. Woo! If he comes tonight, I'm out of here. If he gets me tonight, I'm going home. If he blows that trumpet, I'm out of here. I'm going with him because I'm a new creature. I'm now the vessel of the Lord. So what Paul was saying in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, basically he was just saying, there you go. Any man, even thieves, yeah, thieves. Covetors, yeah. Yeah, liars, yeah. All those people, dishonest, yeah, drunks, fornicators, all that stuff, adulterers, all that stuff, they, they, yeah. If they'll come to me, let me wash them, sanctify them, justify them. Every man, listen, every vessel has a past. Paul was a chosen vessel. Every vessel has a past. Every vessel has a purpose. Nobody's just making stuff to sit around and do nothing. Well, they do that today. They make stuff that you just sit. You don't ever put nothing in it. It just looks pretty. You just sit it there. But if you wanted to, you could drink out of it or put your bobby pins in it or pennies or something, you know. You could use, but they, they make vessels now that go to them home stores, that new home store over off Atlanta Highway, and you can see vessels, shape, size, color, fabric, material, whatever. Whatever your heart desires, and you could use it any way you want to. But let me tell you, for us, as vessels of the Lord, we all have a past, but we all have a purpose. And so every vessel is repurposed by the plan of God and for the work of God. God will take us and repurpose us. And so when we look at this, uh, Paul, Saul of Tarsus, this chosen vessel of the Lord. It's in a time where the church had just you know, been born. The church was taken off and it was just in its early years. And it, and it had followers. It had faithful men. It, man, it had Peter, the guy with the keys to the kingdom. It, it, it had all the apostles. It had the 11 that walked with Jesus. It had all those, those guys. But there were other vessels that God needed. Why don't you just... Just keep using Peter and all these that have already believed. Why would you take Saul? Jesus chose Saul. And Saul was a murderer. He was breathing out threatenings and slaughter. 
slaughter. That's a, like a very extreme word for a killing. When you slaughter something, that's getting away with it. That's giving you a picture of blood and guts and fear and torment and slaughter. He didn't just find a guy who was walking around in life that didn't know nothing and just unaware that there was a God. He, he found a man that was his direct enemy who was persecuting his name, the only saving name of Jesus. And in case you're wondering what Jesus can do in your life, just look at Paul. Just look at what he did with Paul. If you're doubting that Jesus can really turn your life around, just look at what he did for Saul of Tarsus. He took a murderer and turned him into a preacher and made him a witness. And we preach from Paul just about more than we do anybody. He wrote the the greater part of the New Testament. He gave him revelations and he told him things and Paul suffered and Paul went through things and Paul was tried and tested but Paul said I have finished my course and I have kept the faith. He held on to what God had done. When God made him a new creature he didn't change. When God chose him and and took that vessel that was out of the dust and out of the dunghill and and it carried inside him hate and and violence and and, and all these things he, he washed him of that. And may, he said, I, I'm going to make you a vessel to bear my name. But you can't, that's what he told him he was going to do, or who he was. That's what he tells Ananias. But that doesn't mean that he's automatically that. Encounter is not enough. Somebody needs to listen. One of the biggest discouragements people face is that because they think once they have encountered Jesus, now their whole life is going to be better. And it's a shame that people will tell you that because once he encountered Jesus, he had to obey Jesus. Yeah. Well, you might as well say amen because it's the truth. Paul being knocked down on the road and even getting the revelation of who he was wasn't enough. If he didn't get up and go where he said to go, He would never meet Ananias where he could be prayed for and the scales would fall from his eyes and he would be filled with the Holy Ghost and he would be baptized in the name of Jesus. He'd never be washed, sanctified, and justified if he doesn't obey the Lord. Every vessel is going to have to be washed and be sanctified and be justified. And once you become the vessel of the Lord, you can't just bear anything. You can't... uh, put back what was passed away in this vessel along with the name of the Lord. You can't put what was washed away back in this vessel because it will displace what's there or it will contaminate what's there. You can't just, you know, if you had a, let's say you're one of them people that don't throw nothing away. So you get you, you like, you know, Pickled pig's feet. You got your good old jar of them at home. Well, you done ate all of them. So you get ready to throw that jar out, and you're like, you know what? You pour it out, wash it up, pull that label off of it, put you some ice down in it, pour you some tea. Why? It's washed. Every vessel has a past. Hold on, he he ain't going to preach to me. Why? He's been washed. He's been sanctified. Oh, I ain't going to listen to them sing. Why? They've been washed. They've been sanctified. Come on, somebody. Oh, hey, I can tell you what I ain't going to do. I'm not going to say, well, you know, that jar used to hold pig's feet. I'm going to put some more back in it and then pour me a little tea in there with it. See, now now you see how, how that don't work. I ain't going to take back the things of the, of the world that, that Jesus washed away and start trying to put them back in this vessel and think it'll be the same. I promise you, your, your Mountain Dew, your Dr. Pepper, your iced tea won't taste the same poured over pig's feet as it will over ice cubes. You say, well, I'm not drinking that day. Why? You go to somebody's house and they sit you down a mason jar, you don't know what was in it.
but they just poured your tea in it. Hey, you go to somebody's house and eat, and they pick that fork up. Do you know whether or not they stirred up the cat's food that morning with that fork? If you think when you go to these restaurants and them bus boys are getting all them glasses up and they just pouring everything and there's old macaroni and baked beans in your in them tea glasses and stuff that people's been eating on is already that but you know what they do? They wash it. And when you sit down, you don't even think about it. Now y'all nobody's going out to eat today. Everybody's going home early. But when you sit out and that glass of tea's there and you're so hot and thirsty from church, you're like, you don't, care. you don't care who was drinking from it before you. Yeah, because it's been washed. Now, if it comes there and it's got lipstick around the edge or something, you're like, uh-uh. No, this ain't been washed. It ain't ready to be used. And what I'm saying is, is that these vessels, yeah, while they may have carried one thing, now that they've been washed, now that they've been repurposed, now that the label's pulled off of them, now that the, it's been taken and nailed to the cross, everything that I was, all those things that the world called me been nailed to the cross. And now... People that maybe, of course, you know, now I don't even think it's, at first it was a deal, but now it's not really a deal because most people I knew who know me still know that I pastor and I preach, and so it's not the same. But could they pull up some old members if they wanted to? Sure they could. But that's not me anymore. And you can look at that glass and say, well, it used to have mayonnaise in it or pickles or, or pig feet, but not anymore. Hey, I, I've eaten leftovers out of some old sliced turkey containers many a time because all you got to do is wash them out pull the label off of them you can put rice in them whatever heat them up they work good I didn't have to go buy another Tupperware dish they just work good use them till they crack you know they usually do and spill on you but every vessel has a past but what Jesus can do with those vessels is something that no other man can do. What Jesus can do with your past is something you can't handle and this world can't handle. Only He can handle it. You'll always be chased by your past if you try to bury it. If we try to bury it, it's going to get uncovered. But when it gets buried in the blood, it becomes a memory. It's just a memory. And you'll be reminded of it. But you know, memories, that's just what they are. You can let memories upset you or you can just say that was what it was. Sometimes when they're fresh, they're a little little harder to push back. But over time, I don't think about them days of being hung over. I don't think about them days of being locked up in jail anymore. It's gone. What God can do with a vessel, He can choose it from anywhere. Every vessel had a past. I'm almost done. In 2 Kings chapter 4, there's one of our favorite stories about vessels. There was a woman that her husband served the Lord. He had died. She was broke. She couldn't pay her bills, and so they were coming to take her two sons away to pay the creditors. She comes to Elisha. What, what am I going to do? What can I do? He says, what have you got in your house? I have a pot of oil. So he says this in 2 Kings 4 and 3, go borrow vessels. You're going to have to go somewhere else. They're not in here. They're not in this house. You're going to have to go abroad. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature because every creature is a vessel. Everything that this house needs right here, it ain't in here. There's, there's some vessels out there that there's some rack members. 
that just hadn't been found yet. There's some vessels of the Lord that need to be in, in here that hadn't been found yet. And it's like that for every church. He said, so go and borrow the vessels abroad of all our neighbors, empty vessels. Empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when you're done, come in, shut the door upon you and your sons. You'll pour out into all those vessels, and then you'll set aside that which is full. So she went forth, shut the door upon her, poured the vessels out, or poured the oil out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full, she said, bring me a vessel. And they said, there is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. The Lord is looking for vessels to put a miracle in. God knows. Listen, you think all these vessels were oil buckets? You don't know what they had in them before. They were different sizes and different shapes and probably different material. And maybe they had flour in them or grain in them or maybe they kept their toothbrush in them. I don't know, but there was vessels that maybe they kept the dog's food in it. I don't know. But you know, it's not, it doesn't say it, but I can find it from other parts of Scripture. If you think they just brought vessels in and started pouring oil in them, because they didn't put oil into things that it would get contaminated. They were very particular about oil. And so these vessels weren't only chosen, but they were washed. You, you, couldn't pour, you can't pour oil into a pot that's still got residue of grain or flour in it. It'll contaminate the oil, and then the oil won't be any good. So it's insinuated there through Scripture and other things you read through studying that these pots were, were not just uh, brought and poured into. They were cleaned out. They were washed. Every vessel had a past. It might have had cat food in it. Did they have cats back then? But he did say empty. Listen, every vessel had to be emptied. That's repentance. When you repent, you're turning. You're emptying yourself of the things that you were doing wrong and uh, what was in it before was not miraculous. It served the purpose of the people who owned it. And until we empty ourselves of the things of this world, we'll keep serving this world. And we'll be purposed for this world. Mm-hmm. But now the Lord had need of it, so he said, go get these vessels. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. We got to go seek and save the lost, these vessels. Then every vessel had to be clean or washed, baptized. You can't wash a full vessel. If you've got a, a bowl of chili and you need to wash that bowl, well, you've got to either dump the chili out or you've got to eat it up. But you, you, can't, you ain't going to pour soap in the chili and start rubbing your rag around in the chili. Ugh, some people won't even touch food. But it's got to be emptied so it can be washed, so it can be clean, so it can be made. What am I looking for? My glasses. So it can be clean. So empty it. Empty that vessel. Repent. Being baptized without repentance, not sure that works real well because he said repent and be baptized, every one of you. So uh, empty it. Every vessel was then filled with the miracle, the oil that came from one source. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost that comes from one source. Come on, somebody. They were washed, sanctified, justified. Whatever it had been before. When you know when it's justified, it's like you never did it. So in the eyes of the Lord, it's like it never happened. Yes, he can remember everything about you, but he won't remember it against you. So whatever it had held before, now it held, it contained, or it bore the miracle of God. It was now a vessel of oil. It might have been a vessel of wheat. Now it's a vessel of oil. Whatever you were a vessel of before can be changed. Whatever you are a vessel of now, if it's not uh, that, that temple of the Holy Ghost, it can be changed. God can change you to be the vessel that he wants you to be. It was a vessel of oil because that's what was in it. And that's what would pour out of it. That's what ought to be pouring out of us. The only way it could hold anything else again, it would have to be emptied and then refilled. I don't want to put anything else back in it. I don't want to build again 
what Paul said, the things that I destroyed. I don't want to go backwards. I want to keep moving forward. I want to stay full of the miracle that God gave to me. I want to be full of the Holy Ghost. What was now in these vessels uh, would bring provision and deliverance. What was in there, if they brought vessels full of wheat or, or flour, whatever, that wasn't going to pay the bill. They needed the miracle oil. She could pay a debt that she owed because of the miracle of God. You know that old saying, he paid a, a debt that he didn't know because we owed a debt we couldn't pay. She was the only way she was able to be provided for and the only way she was able to be set free was through that miracle oil. The oil is like the spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Paul said in Romans 8, 15 and 16, we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the spirit itself beareth witnesses Witness that we are the children of God. Vessels, different vessels. I know who we were, but beloved, now are we the sons of God. And that came through the Spirit. But the Spirit's not going to cohabitate with worldliness. We got to get rid of those things that this world used us for. Empty that vessel and let God fill you because you are a chosen vessel. Paul was chosen before he was ever filled. But he would never fulfill the role of that vessel without being full of the things of God. What was in those vessels before couldn't do it. Empty vessels couldn't do it. But vessels filled with that oil, that miracle oil from God, gave them the victory. So stop worried about what your vessel contains or what it contained. Just bring it to Jesus. Honey, you can come to the music and you can stand with me. Once the name is applied, once the spirit is there, old things are passed away. There's something new on the inside now. We don't advertise for the world if we're filled with the spirit. Oh, let me tell you, it, the outside ain't no good unless you got the goods on the inside. I, I, I believe that 100%. You, you, people, can, people can put on a show. I, I, I get that. I, I understand it. People can look the part. You know, I, let me ask you this. I put like about two-week-old leftovers in a glass, but the outside of it was clean. Would you drink out of it? But the outside's clean. Oh, because I can see what's on the inside. What's on the inside will always show up. But if you clean the inside, well, let's say this, I'm going to clean up the inside, but on the outside, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to smear some old dog food around the outside of your cup. You going to drink out of it? Well, the inside's clean. Well, then the outside ought to be clean too. Jesus said, make the inside of that cup clean, man. Clean the inside. Everything. Ain't no way to, to submerge a glass in the water without cleaning the inside and the outside. Clean it all. And once he's washed you and sanctified you and justified you and, and that spirit's lived inside, hey, don't advertise Walk around like a billboard for your past. That's over with. Walk in the newness of life. All things are new. You're not who you used to be. And let me tell you this. You're not damaged goods either. God don't save the broken and then just leave them broken. God don't, well, I, I saved you, but you're still a drunk. No, I'm not. Listen. You're not just damaged goods trying to get by. I'm just trying to make the best. I made such a mess and I'll always be a mess. Stop saying that to yourself. Stop saying I'm always going to be struggling with this. I'm always going to be fighting this. I'm always going to be. No, 
It don't have to be like that. Let Him change you and then walk in the newness of life. Yes, people will remember. Yes, the enemy will still accuse you. Yes, you will still remember. But that's not who you are anymore. It's not. But people know what I did. So what? Let them know what Jesus did. Because what Jesus does will always outshine what you did. The miracle will always the miracle will always be greater than what the vessel was before. Paul was so much better off after his choosing and conversion and his obedience to God. He would be the first to tell you, I was the chiefest of sinners. Read it in his letters. He he never built himself up, but he never denied what God did for him. He never tried to act like he didn't do wrong but he never lived there because that's who I was. Stop living where God called you out of. Get it out of your mind. That's over with. It's done. You're a chosen vessel of the Lord. Embrace the promise. Old things are passed away. All things are made new. That's a promise that sinners can understand one day and they could realize that one day. But that's not the message to the sinner. The message to the sinner is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in His name so you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the message to the sinner. But church wrote, but Paul wrote to the church, to the saints, to those born again, hey, remember this. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. It was like that pep talk he was giving for the workers of God. Hey, remember. Because I know it gets tough sometimes. And and if you're not careful, you'll get weary and well-doing. So remember what God did for you. If you're in Christ, you're a new creature. Yeah, but I've been doing this a long time. A lot of years I've picked up. No, 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 no. No, no, that's not how it works. Paul said, I've been doing this a long time too, but I kept the faith. I finished my course. I fought a good fight. You keep fighting, you keep running, you keep serving God. Open this altar up for you to come and pray and seek the Lord. Won't you come empty your vessel out today so God can pour a miracle in it? Come on down here and ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost today. Lord, I need that oil. If you've got the Holy Ghost, tell Him, Lord, I want it all over again. Feel me again. Come on down here and make a declaration. I'm here to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm a new creature. Those old things have passed away.
the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Isn't it wonderful to know that the Word of God has stood the test of time, that even after all these years that, that those words were written down in that sacred book, that it's never lost its power, Thank it's never Jesus. lost its effect. The same words that were preached whenever they were written are the same words that are being preached in 2019. It still works, and as pastor was preaching, he's getting ready to baptize Brother Johnny. It got me thinking. It got me thinking about the things that I do in my life, the the work that I do. There are there are certain things that I use whenever I'm finished working that I, I have to use a certain solvent. There are certain stains that will only come out with certain solvents and certain mixtures of chemicals there are some stains that are just so dirty that water itself won't wash it clean and I have to get something stronger and it got me thinking whenever he was preaching about that 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 there is no stain there's there's no mistake there's no sin there's no stain that you can get on your robe on that white robe and that crown of glory that's going to be placed on your head there is no stain that is so dirty that the blood of Jesus cannot wash you clean. There is no mistake. There is no flaw. There is no imperfection in you that the blood of Jesus cannot cover. You don't have to go searching for some other Thank solvent. You, you don't have to go searching for some other explanation and some other answer. The blood of Jesus has the same effect Hallelujah. that it Hallelujah. had whenever Hallelujah. this book was written. It has the same effect right now. And we're about to witness that today by water baptism in Jesus' name. Somebody's soul is about to be saved. Somebody's sin is about to be washed away. So as this is happening and as we keep that prayerful mindset as Pastor and Brother Johnny are getting ready, I want you to remember if you were ever in this place or if you haven't been in this place yet, I want you to go back to that place in your mind. And encourage yourself, like Pastor said in Sunday school. Encourage yourself in the Lord. That whenever we fall and we make mistakes, remember the joy that you had whenever you came up out of that water. Remember the the freshness that was on you whenever you felt that, that cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. Remember the effect that it had on you. And encourage yourself in the Lord today. If you're one of those people that have been down on themselves like he was preaching to today. Remember the effect that the blood of Jesus had on your life. Thank you, so if Jesus. we could, as you remember and think back on your life, as Brother Ed and, and Brother Johnny are getting ready, let's just keep a prayerful mindset as they're coming in. Family and friends that want to come gather up, uh, let's keep our minds on the Lord. This is a Say this, what a day this is. This young Johnny was filled with the Holy Ghost a few months ago. Today he's going to be baptized in Jesus' name. He's going to be that clean vessel for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. telling you that God will find vessels in places that you never thought of. God will find them vessels. He was a vessel for wreck and just didn't know it. And he's here now. We just want to thank the Lord. Let's pray for him. Gracious Lord, we thank you for this man. And Lord, for keeping your hand upon him, Lord. Lord, even in a time when we didn't know him, Lord, you were protecting him and watching over him. And he could have left this world, but Lord, you had something for him. He's a chosen vessel. Lord, you've 
filled him now with your spirit and he's about to be washed in your name and the blood washes away all the sins of his past. God, we thank you for that. I want you to bless him and keep your hand upon him, Lord. Let him be a light and a witness. Lord, and use him for your glory. God, we're going to praise you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh. 